Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Hello and welcome to another episode of Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. I am James Hinchcliffe. And I am three places away from where I'd rather be. I don't understand that. Thim is here as yeah, well. I'm, I'm I know, here. I don't I, get it either. Wasn't asking you to talk. Well, first of all, <laughs> I have to be here with Thim. Right. So that's reason number one. Well, it's, I, I, yes, I agree with reason that. Reason number two is it's a beautiful the escape day. room he can't get out it's of. It's a beautiful day in Indianapolis, and I'm not sitting next to James's pool. It's right out there. We're yeah, in, but we're microphones, in. oddly, are not waterproof. We need to fix that. We should, dude. Sitting on a gold mine. Waterproof microphones. Boom. That would be amazing. Revolutionize the podcasting industry. The whole industry. I think that would be fantastic. Number okay. two. Are you? I, what was that? What was that? Are you done? I, Are you done? <laughs> is what? Who? Listeners, oh, what has happened great. right now, I believe, has been a hostile takeover Thim. of Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. I'm okay with it. Thim? <laughs> Remind me where the title of the show, Your Name, appears. <laughs> exactly We'd like right. to reintroduce the show as yeah. always Off Track with, with Dalton and Mossop. So for those... I think it sounds better. That don't say God. stuff. With your mouth, Tim. Dude, here's a James. Here's the thing, man. We can literally let them take Tim, and our stuff will be way better, and we won't have to deal anymore. Oh, it's will it be that? It's will adorable. it though? Here's the problem, really? guys. For those that don't know, the Dalton and Mossop commandeering of Off Track refers, of course, to my partner Becky Dalton and Kelly Mossop. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> who is he found also, me on the street. Also <laughs> just my girlfriend. Out. The much better half of Alexander Ross. Way better half. Yes, better, you better are like three quarters. And we're going to take over your podcast yeah. because the... we think people need a little bit of freshen upper. Freshen upper. <laughs> but before we do that. Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest growing and highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can listen to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot because, well, we think it's the best. Our podcast has been commandeered by our girlfriends, and I'm not sure how to really well, We respond. have some questions for you that both Kelly and I and the general public would like to know. Sorry, so you guys are yeah. taking over and yep. interviewing Alex and I. And you've prepped this with the internet? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Did yeah. you Google us? Uh, we actually um, do you Google yourself? Do really? I go- have you ever Googled Alexander Rossi? I'm not sure. I, and I'm not just saying Yes. That. <laughs> He's like, okay, all the so time. okay, all right, hold on. Full disclosure, I have I have a Google Alerts set up to my name. That was That's my next worse. question. But you admitted it. No, I do for sure. I do because I need to make sure that there's not anything like super no pictures bad that come out. 
why? Yeah, I don't want those to come out. Alex, that was just you and I <laughs> in a see, moment. Do where, you type in James well, Hinchcliffe does the cha-cha? <laughs> no, that's... <laughs> that's very, very out there. I know that. Okay, I accept but, that. But here's the things that I Google of myself. I, I Google previous like here's race onboards. I so YouTube I that. That's right. fair. Well, that's I don't honorable. Google that. I go straight to YouTube. Okay. Sorry. No, we that, care about the YouTube. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what we so, don't care so, about. So, so, so I YouTube calls. myself way more than I Google myself, if that answers your question at all. That's fair. Okay, that's, that's I guess good. so. Thank you. That's what happens Thank when you, you're... Babe. I appreciate answer. that. When yeah. you're obsessed with yourself, yeah. Yeah. I, that's what? What? Coming in? First question. Kelly, <laughs> I was going to ask the most annoying thing, which I know... I'm excited. Is that... Is it how fast I go? No. What no, is it? we'll get to that later. Do you pee in your suit? <laughs> no, it was going to be how did you get into racing? Oh, I don't mind that question so much because really? it gives me an opportunity to talk about my dad, Aww. who has been super Peter. involved with my career since day one. But really, in summary, I got introduced to racing because my dad took me to the kart races, which is now IndyCar. It's in funny, Laguna this Seca, is tiring because it's the same story. Is that when, why it's yeah, tiring for it's you? Exactly the same. I was three years old. There's a picture of me in a stroller at Laguna Seca, actually next to Michael Andretti's car, which is very weird because now I drive for him. So. That is interesting. I that I did not know that. No one Don't asked me. you what you. Oh, I wasn't listening. Was. So it's, I the, was it's asked, the same story for you, James. I will James? ask you, and you yeah. can speak when I. I was tell also you to speak. Uh, three years That's old. That's your relationship works. And, and, and Alex's dad in California, and Peter Rossi <laughs> took me to a race, <laughs> and uh, I also <laughs> wait. What's weird is I'm in, stroller, yeah, I'm in the stroller next to Alex in that picture with Michael. That's not that's not possible because you're like 10 years older than me. <laughs> so I'm a couple. I'm like two. You're four, like five. five. How old are you? 26. Five. I'm, so I was I didn't learn to walk yeah, until late. Scooter. So I was still in a stroller, but you know, whatever. Whatever. Did you get Mario's autograph? Michael's, you mean? Oh, sorry, Michael's. See, that's, that's see, there's the age difference. Yeah. I was yeah, chasing fair. around Mario. Mario probably already retired by the time you were going to. No, races. because I mean, Mario raced against Michael. Yeah, um, he raced till '94, and you were born in what '92? '91. Thank you very much. Gross. Oh, so yeah, did you ever see Mario race? Did you? I mean, okay. I did, but I don't remember. Yeah, I well, do. Speaking of Mario racing, um, do either of you talk to your exes? <laughs> I thought that was going to be a segue into Mario Kart. I am um, related. This is a Steph, question that was asked by the general public. The people yeah. need to know. I'm going to step up here and say that I don't see the correlation there, between Mario Andretti or Michael Andretti or Michael Andretti Kelly or Marco Andretti or any Andretti. We see the correlation in the pre. And no one asked about correlation. You're supposed to answer the questions that are asked okay. to you. That's fine. That's fair. The uh, the answer is no. But I do talk to Mario on a pretty regular basis. It's cute. Same thing. See, here's the funny thing about the letter Fox. X. <laughs> like, let's let's think about the word xylophone. Like, <laughs> X, Y, L, O, P, H, O, N, E. I mean, say that out. X, no. When you say it, it sounds yeah. crazy. Yeah. I'm with you. Absolutely. Alex, I think so you're it's right. Like, it's like they didn't give X enough to do. It's like you can mark the spot. Wow. When was the first time either of you guys got into a car, whether that be a go-kart or a race car? I don't know how it works exactly. but Are you when- more interested in hearing that answer from me or James? Probably you. you for sure. Oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah, Sounds James. <laughs> I've heard that story a lot from James. Oh, so fair, I need yeah. a new refreshing God, story. It's annoying. It's like a broken record. What's yeah, What's annoying that. is that Thanks, you're gonna hear Becky. his story and be like, "Man, that that sounds shockingly similar lie. to James' story." Oh, so you went to Vegas for your tenth birthday? 
Wait, you went That's... to Vegas for your 10th it's birthday? It's funny. I went to yeah. Celine Dion for my 29th. How much did you win? Oh, wait. No, I didn't. Wow. No, that's for your 30th. Just you wait. Bro, not now, I'll it's take not. you there, baby girl. Hey, hey, hey Kelly, do you want some tickets Moss to Vegas to go see uh, Celine? Yeah, because got... someone doesn't deserve them now. Oh. Alex? Why wouldn't you take me? No, oh. yeah, you're right. Because I... you've seen her and you've touched her hand. I have touched her hand, oh, but can I talk about my race? Yeah, yeah sorry, we got please, off track Back here. into your car. My life. We got off seems, track. Get off seems track. appropriate. <laughs> Get it? So, yeah, I sorry, do. The first time because the, the attention span of this group is very short, I'm going to limit my answer to like strange. 10 seconds. My dad, for my 10th birthday, took me to Las Vegas for a three-day driving school. It was supposed to be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and it turned into a preview of a lifetime. Can oh, I tell you? Wow, sorry. well said. Flash two, winning the 8500. Hey, Dalton and Mossip, I know this is your show. Yes, yeah. I'm using your mm-hmm. quotes. Thank you. Do you mind if I just interject with a quick question? No, uh, kind of actually. No, James, James, whisper it in the mic. Yeah, it's, I'm going to whisper it into your ear. Let's hear it. What do you mean? You went to Vegas for a driving experience. You were 10. What were you driving? Yeah, Alex. A go kart. Okay. And you you never know? said that. I'm sorry. So I was driving a go-kart, and do you want to know what the really cool and kind of weird thing that happened was in that three-day experience? That's a weird thing to say when when it starts with, I've been to Las Vegas, but go ahead. So Matt Jaskell was my coach. Matty J was your coach? Matty J was my coach, man. Matt Jaskell is a living legend. I love that guy. So this guy, he was racing in the Infinity Pro Series at the time. Also known now as As Indy Lights. Lights. And he was like kind of a Red Bull driver, and he was like the, the rising star, and... Things didn't work out, and but he could have been great, right? But he was my driving coach, and I hadn't seen him. So this was in 2001, keep in mind. I hadn't seen him for 15 years until he showed up at the Indy 500 in 2016. And in 16? Yeah. Okay, I saw him this year at the 500. He was also there this year. Yeah. But he showed up in 16 because one of his best friends works for Andretti Autosport. No way. So he came into the garage, and I was like, oh, my God. That's awesome. It's a cool story. It is a cool Everything story. Everything came full circle, right? I raced against Matt Jaskell in 2004 in Formula BMW. He was like Red Bull's dude, right. and he raced in the series. He was dating that girl that also raced. Alexis Fenton. Yep. And yeah, it was it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. It's crazy. So I'm really glad we got off track with Hinton Rossi back. On that note. Oh, <laughs> we were so close. Have you ever had a teammate that you thought was attractive? Because I know Becky has. <laughs> Are Sorry. you agreeing with her? her She's opinion? asking that you. I I'm asking who you find attractive. Who do you find attractive? Ryan Hunter Ray. Oh. Oh, good one. Fair. Ryan Hunter Ray. But he's he not is, your teammate. He was. He was when he. Oh, yeah. He was. What about that woman that your mom always talks about? This is this beautiful Cuban woman. Great point, actually. You you bring up a good point. Uh, her name was Bia, or Anna Beatrice. Uh, she was Brazilian. She drove for Andretti. Right? Oh, Whatever perfect. you said. Brazilian. No, I've heard they're uh, terribly in ugly. lights. When yeah, I drove for Schmidt, uh, same Schmidt Motorsports at the time. But if I'm honest, no, it's still Ryan Hunter Ray. I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> no, Ryan, Ryan's, I, I get it. Marco's beautiful, and I like Rob. You know, he's a great guy in a lot of ways. But uh, Hunter Ray is this kind of Alex. You can you can kind of touch on this. Hmm. As, I could. As, I mean, not, <laughs> just, not about how beautiful he is. That might just be me. But like Ryan is he's one of my favorite guys in the paddock. He is Captain America. He's a champion. He's an Indy 500 winner. Dude. He's one of the funniest he's dudes the out best. there. And like I feel like he doesn't get the credit he deserves. Absolutely not. On track or off. Literally, especially off. Literally, man, when people talk about Americans, they never mention him. In it, and I try and bring him up in interviews. It's like, 
the future of the sport is America's. It's Joseph. It's Graham. It's you. It's like, what about Ryan? He's here. He's established. He's also, a 500 winner, a champion. Current future. And I mean, is not retiring anytime soon because also, he needs a fifth engine on his boat. It's funny because Kelly always comes up with these things and she's like, you know, in my future life, I want to come back as a Hunter Ray. I do. Makes sense. Yeah. So do yeah. I. Those, those kids, kids are beautiful. Speaking life. of Ryan Hunter Ray, those kids so are beautiful. Cool. We actually haven't seen uh, Robert Marco in a while. I, like, how are how are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> are they I good? also just want to mention Ryan's beautiful wife Becky and their entire family and how great they are. And I have no idea how Rob and Marco are doing. We don't talk anymore. Um, so in terms of me <laughs> me answering that question, um, are they good? How's he doing? How's he doing? just no relax. So, so my <laughs> The most attractive teammate I've had. It's a really weird thing I've been to ask, to answer on the air. But it is um, Max Schilt. We haven't been teammates. Wow, he is quite pretty. He's pretty. He's beautiful. So is his wife, Chloe. She's a dream boat. Uh, a dream boat. Great. Do you float on her? Great sense of <laughs> We wish she wants I could. To. We wish Old we Max. Max. So Max, I've asked. Max, I have She's a lot of respect for him. I like him a lot. I've known him forever. Um, he was one of my like pals in, in England when I was living there. Where were you guys teammates? At Manor. In? Formula One. Formula Un. I've heard of it. Yeah. That's where Jean Girard came from. For sure. So yes. moving forward. Yeah. What are your plans after racing? This is actually a very valid question. It's I've a fair all, question. I wonder hard. this about a lot of guys okay. in our sport. Have you put a lot? So here's the thing. I will say that I spend a lot of time thinking about post-racing career because mm. you never know when that's going to happen. I've also seen you look at real estate in Arizona, Alex, every now and then. Yeah. Wait, what are you doing? That's weird. Why do you say every now and then? segue there into Why? his real Every now and then? Empire. What do you like mean, Becky? What are you guys spending time okay. together? That's for his wife and kids. So, <laughs> Who so, are they? Kelly Who are kids? these wife and kids? They're wonderful people. You're going to love them, Cal. Anyway. <laughs> I spend a lot of time thinking about what's next, and only because you never know when your racing Fair. career. It's a very ends. fickle sport. It's man. a very, you can get hurt. You could get a you know a sponsor could pull out. It doesn't matter. Things way beyond your control. Sure. Okay, so I'll tell you. Even though that I'm not racing in Europe anymore, um, throughout my eight years there, I developed a lot of relationships with people there and teams there, and, and my father and I both did. So my father and I actually have two different companies set up that are motorsport marketing and management companies um, for Formula One teams. So kind of my future that I see it is bringing American companies, because I still, despite the fact of not being involved in F1, I still have a huge respect and appreciation for the sport, and I would love to see it have a bigger audience and more traction in the United States. So him and I have companies set up to help bring American corporations and blue chip companies into the Formula One and teams that are associated with it. I did not know that. Yeah. So it's called One Motorsport Marketing Management as well as Eight Motorsport Marketing Management. You never know when your IndyCar career ends, right? I feel like there are way, way, way more drivers whose IndyCar career ends before they want it to. And that's a... That's got a lot of different factors that you know kind of apply to it. If I make it to the age that I've sort of set for myself as a goal, which that, is, which is forty, okay. Um, if I make it to forty in this series, I think that that means I've done something right, and I can be very happy with that, very proud of that. And then post that, man, 
that's a tough call. I have my my hands on a lot of different pies at the moment. So you're going to be in racing for another. You want to do nine? That means years. you're in Indy for another ten years, at least in Indy car. That doesn't mean to, that I will write off. For prescription me, for anxiety for the next nine years. Because while I love what you do, it's so scary and hard all the time. But well, that's, that's, that's see, that's interesting. That's and actually I mean, that something. That that's actually good. something that the people might want to hear more about. Because yeah, fine, my career could go another two, five, ten years, nine years, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But you say that. It's, it's it's that hard. It's that hard being yeah, all the time. Why? It's, it's hard. Well, because you you guys really are risking your lives every weekend, especially on ovals, and and not not just ovals, but those are the scariest ones. So if I raced sports cars afterwards, would that be? I don't better? know because I know that your teammate Rob raced DTM, and Carly, his fiance, always told me that. They, he, they never wrecked, and it was never scary for her ever. That is so an she, absolute lie. I can show you a load of details. No, well, no, but, but, but the wrecks Rob's, were very like, ooh, they bumped and they're out. Robbie, no, no, no. no? Robbie, no, Robbie told me that in his six years in DTM, he never hit a wall. He wasn't trying hard enough. <laughs> That's not what that means. The style of racing is a bit different. Yeah, the road courses have more runoff than Watkins Glen or Road America or Road Atlanta or Laguna Seca or all the places that we race, plus some other places that we don't. So I get that. He'd been in accidents car to car. He'd, he'd had contact with other cars and had been taken out of races or been taken out of races, whatever, but hadn't hit a wall until practice at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway when he you know, he hit the wall in, uh, in the Monday session there. So it's, and then, you know, in Texas... It's a it's a very different deal running in a series like DTM than it is in IndyCar, and so it's interesting to hear from the partner's perspective what it's like. Kelly, is it? Do you have like a similar thing when you're watching the races? Do you get as nervous as, as Becky does? I carry a lot of anxiety at all times. <laughs> How much of it's racing related? Yeah, that's not always that's during. A, that's a race. that's a me thing, but <laughs> especially on a race weekend. Do you have a, Do you have a like a stronger feeling one type of track to the, like do you think well, about ovals differently than road courses or street I courses do, i do i it's always that first lap you want to watch that first lap and then i can take a breath but i hold my breath throughout that whole yeah when you guys go up. green it's very especially yeah. especially at the indianapolis motor speedway that yes, green 100%. when it goes green it is so terrifying mm. to watch i give you a break from that one this year no that was Baby, you're welcome you. that was sweet. So sweet she was feeling really bad Wait, about I it i had to hold my hand through the whole thing because she was feeling bad about it so i was like i'm just not gonna qualify why did you yeah, have a break extra anxiety yeah. so james you know because she was stressed that's fair yeah I'm, I never they say that. chivalry's dead don't don't <laughs> do stuff like that Sorry, james. so it starts Thank for you guys are the worst they are the what? 100%. starts for you guys the worst. Not even necessarily restarts, pit uh, stops. To me, it's just a whole thing because you don't know. I've I've seen you wreck in Texas. You wrecked with like eight other guys yep. when Canon took you out. But you every yellow, out. you have a moment where the cars, when they're going that fast, they look kind of similar. Wait, so that's every, true though. That was the year with all the blue and whites. Okay. Yeah. If that is true. If we miss it, if I have to sit at home and watch from the TV, oh, it's horrible. they don't show, you see a wreck and you don't see what's happening and you can't know. And those are the moments that are very high intensity. That's why we always want to be there because we can always know what's exactly what's going yeah. on. Is this something that during the race or in between races on, you know, or like on race weekends, but before the race, 
that you and the other wives and, and girlfriends of drivers like talk about? Is Absolutely. This... Oh, really? Oh, yeah. No, we yeah. have basically support groups. Yeah. We'll sit during practice or we'll watch the race together and we talk mm-hmm. about it, just the anxieties of having to be the partners that's in weird, this kind of we, thing. I, I would never think about that, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like, like we are... That ever crosses you guys, my yeah. mind. We're weirdly we ignorant about. about it, right? We have these these beautiful partners who stand by us through thick and thin, and they have to, while we're out there, you know... Having fun. Having fun, but, you know, risking our lives and, and, and putting ourselves in positions that aren't awesome sometimes. That's our choice. That's what we do. There are people that love us, that care about us, sitting on the sidelines, and, and especially the ones at the track, they're right there. They're right there, and they're watching, and they're you know and emotionally that, invested like what do we wear you know which bus has the best rosé today yeah which to be fair the best rose today? Uh, i would say we yeah. you know our bus is pretty well stocked most weekends no oh, we do have to J- kelly no? and i in all honesty no, kelly and i do. will have a couple of glasses of wine to start it oh, off because yeah. It does take the edge off, and you need that. But it's My so goodness. crazy you say that, because Alex and I also do that before a race, just to <laughs> take the edge off. <laughs> so that's what's in the bag in the car that you guys drink That's in the bag. And, I and, always uh, thought it was Gatorade, but it, it's just rosé? It's a water and Gatorade mix. There may or may not be a couple of shots of tequila in there. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I can't <laughs> confirm or deny. You can stay in touch with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is AskOffTrack, or you can take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your Instagram or Snapchat story. We're also taking emails at ask at offtrackpod.com and phone calls at 317-731-2372. If we like what you have to say, we'll mention it on the next show, so you better make it pretty good. So what's left to accomplish in IndyCar? Here's my thing. I look at Scott Dixon as not only a great guy, but also... God amongst men. That. Fair. And the epitome of an IndyCar driver, same. right? He is the yes. absolute yeah. benchmark same, 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 same. of everything that you want to accomplish. Correct. So if I look at my career in IndyCar and look at the future and, and how long I hope to be in the sport, I want to try and do everything I can to at least... Maybe not on paper, right? Because what Scott's accomplished of being third all time on the win list is is insane. unbelievable, right? For sure. It's insane. But at least to emulate like, oh, that is something similar to what Scott did, right? So I try and 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 make my career something that people can at least maybe compare it to. I see what you're saying, Alex, and I agree with you. And the way that I say it to people is in in motorsports, there's so much as a driver, there's so much out of your control. Yeah. Right. If there are a thousand variables to a, a race, as a driver, you control ten. Yeah. Right. I was gonna say fifty, but yeah. Fine. A fraction of the things that determine sure. whether or not you win or lose that race. Yep. And so, while a a driver could drive well enough, or perform well enough, or be good enough to win five, ten, fifty, you know, sixty races, there are things far outside his control that could prevent that. What I've tried to say every time I ask that question, or I'm asked that question, is that I never put numerical values to my career goals. My goal in this sport is to leave the sport whenever that happens. Yep. I leave the sport with the respect of the people that I respect in it. 
Right. So if a guy like Scott Dixon says, yeah, you know what? I respect the hell out of a James Hinchcliffe, regardless of how many wins or championships or 500s you have. If a guy like Dario Franchitti or Tony Kanaan or Alex Rossi or Marco Andretti, Ryan Hunter-Ray, I mean, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of guys I respect in the sport. If, if I can leave the sport saying, you know what? That guy was a hell of a driver. Then I feel like I've done my job. Fair. But on the same token, right? I'd really like to win the Indy 500 in a championship. No, 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 no. But like... <laughs> You just want to win races. Uh, that's what we do it for, man. That's what it's always been about. Why is it so hard? It is so hard because unlike football or basketball or baseball or hockey. I love this analogy. You compete against one opponent every It's not game. a 50% chance you're going to win. It's a 50-50 shot for those guys. There is no... There are many teams in all those sports that have above 500 seasons right where they've won more but games that's considered than an average season like if you have a 500 season in baseball that's like meh there is literally no driver None. in history that has zero has won more races than he's lost because we have to beat every single one of our competitors every week so essentially every race is like a championship in any other sport yeah, that's, a, that's a really good because you have to defeat yeah. every single that's opponent true. yeah Whereas a champion in our sport, man, that's something. Not I'm please don't make me think I'm you know, don't let me make you think that I'm belittling any other sports or the accomplishments oh, sure of winning a title. Yeah, 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 yeah. But every week we have to defeat every single opponent. So when after a season, the team and driver that has defeated the most number of people the greatest number of times, that's just incredible to me. And that's what the, the dream is, right? That's the dream. As much as winning the Indy 500, right, mm-hmm. is something that you strive to do mm-hmm. every single year. The countdown begins as soon as Monday morning rolls around after the 500. For sure. The championship is almost, if not a little bit more. It's harder because the Indy 500 can be affected by one pit stop. could affect your entire race, yeah. and that could end it, right? But... The season is is an entire year's worth of our work as a team. Yep. And so it's so much, for me, it's so much harder to win a championship than it is a 500. The 500 has a special level of appreciation and and respect and and all the rest of it. Pedigree. For sure. But at the end of the day, the championship in the IndyCar series, I think, in motorsports, is the hardest thing to win. And when you look at it, there's a lot of similar names when you look at who For has sure. won an Astro Cup and who's won a Borg Warner Trophy, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's, there's a lot of cross-referencing. One more question for you guys. Um, what is something that you would like to accomplish outside of racing? Before Other than having in? fantastic girlfriends. Well, they've already we accomplished already, that. Yeah, 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 we're nailing yeah, that. That's an yeah. obvious yeah. fact. Ten out, ten out of ten on that. Ten out of ten. That's what we are. I mean, we're accomplishing that is what I meant. Okay. Outside of that. Yeah. <laughs> outside of that. Do you have an answer for this, Alex? So here's the thing. Tell me the thing. I believe that I was given a God-given talent to drive a race car. I was going to say to cook bacon, but okay. I thought that's I'm where you're going I'm also exceptional at cooking it's bacon. It's incredible. Right? You are and it's amazing given, it's given me a platform to... Cook bacon. To be in front of an audience that I may not have generally been in front of an audience without driving a race car. Correct. Meaning being a racing driver has introduced me to people and to experiences and to life lessons that I wouldn't have otherwise learned. And 
in return of that and something that I want to accomplish outside of driving a race car and outside of my motorsports career is making people think, so why, why is that guy different, right? And I grew up in a very Protestant household and a Christian home, and there was a lot of kind of conversations about, oh, so what, what are you going to do that's going to fulfill kind of the Lord's will, if you will. And that's something that is super weird for me to answer, but in a non-weird way for me to answer, it's I have a platform to be in front of a lot of people and to be a little bit different than someone else. And maybe they'll ask why and they'll have a conversation with me. Oh, that guy seems nice. Why is, why is he nice? Why does he seem to, to have a different outlook on things than other people? And that could be to share kind of my beliefs and, and my things that I have found true in my life um, that have helped me both from a personal side and a professional side. So I want to be kind of a positive influence on the people that I get to meet. So that is my goal outside of just driving a race car and winning races and trying to be like Scott Dixon. That is a very, very good goal. There's not a specific area that you want to promote or or you know, push forward or anything. It's just generally speaking. No, because I feel like there's a lot of people in the world that there's just, they're, they're looking for something, right? And there's enough negativity in the world. So if there's something that can be positive, that's a good thing. I love that. I love that. Um, I feel like I should have gone first. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Cause that's a much broader thing. Uh, but I, but I, but I can, I can kind of relate. And in the sense that after I had my accident in 2015, you know, I, I won't lie. I, my motivation to get back into a race car was purely selfish. (laughs) It it was because I wanted to get back into a race car and, uh, the number of people that found some kind of inspiration in that was something I was not expecting. And it was, uh, an, an amazingly, immensely gratifying feeling being, you know, reached out to by people that found my story in some way inspiring to help them accomplish a goal of their own. So I completely understand what you're saying and I support what you're saying and I hope that I can do the same kind of thing that you're saying. Well, can I, can I interrupt you just for a second? I'm you really may. sorry. You may. But one of the most amazing things that I've witnessed in motorsports, and I'm not saying that just because you're in this room, me coming to my first 500 in 2016 but knowing the story of what happened to you in 2015 and watching on saturday or actually on the sunday prior to the race what you accomplished by getting pole was one of the coolest things i've ever seen i appreciate that so you accomplished that with me being a fellow competitor right you shared an experience and something that you overcame and that motivated me in a pretty cool way so you're you're already doing that i appreciate that I regret it a little bit because then you beat me in that race, but you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Brian heard it, did. Not. Well, <laughs> team effort, team yeah. effort. Uh, but no, I, I, yeah. I very no, much. <laughs> I didn't mean that like that. I just meant. It I was a team effort all around. Absolutely. Team effort. That's what I meant. Yeah. And and I and I appreciate that recognition. And like I said, I respect what you're trying to do. The thing that though, if I'm totally honest, that I want to accomplish, uh, post racing. Which I believe was the question. Yes. Was it? It wasn't necessarily post racing. It's just outside of your. Just racing. tell us outside about the racing. fund that us drivers are going to have once we retire. Mm-hmm. So I want. Yeah. I want to be yeah. the guy that creates a drivers union, and that's going to make me unpopular with a lot of people. 
No, just just like eleven people. Yeah, just eleven people. Well, twelve because somebody from okay. the series probably won't like it either. But um, IndyCar racing is a professional sport, as is the NBA, the NFL, the NHL, the MLB. Every single one of those sports has a players' association. I feel that there are times where drivers are taken advantage of because of the lack of a union or some kind of organization that looks after the rights of drivers. I've been a part of a lot of discussions with a lot of drivers, a lot of outside counsel, a lot of people that have been through this in other sports. And I know it's not easy. I know it's especially not easy if I'm an active member in that world. So for me... So you're just going to retire soon? No. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. But when I retire, I think a new goal of mine, when I no longer have goals like winning the Grand Prix St. Pete, winning the the Honda Indy in Toronto, winning the Indy 500, winning the championship, when those are no longer what motivates me. I thought uh, you already won St. Pete. Yes, I did. But I'll win it again. Oh, fair. If it's on offer, I'll take it. Um, For me, that might be the new kind of motivation, is to make sure that my fellow drivers, people that you know, are following my footsteps that have done things that I have done or are doing things I've done are protected in a way that I and many other drivers feel they should be. Bro, that's super necessary and super admirable. And I want to follow that up before we wrap it up with a question. Who will wrap it up? Because I think that Becky It's your guys' show. You're going to wrap it up. No, 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 fine. Sorry, before you guys wrap it up. Becky! Outside of your personal professional careers, what do you want to accomplish? This is our interview. <laughs> yeah, we there was know, no time. Hey, occasionally our guests throw us curveballs. My, my segue or my introduction or my, sorry, interruption, there's Conclusion. a difference, was not to turn it on us. It no, no, no. To, Th- this that's happens. too bad. This is off track with Hinch and Rossi. This is no, what no, no. being an interviewer, no. this uh, you know, comprises of. It happens. So, Becky, outside of being a very successful actress who wins... Oscars and <laughs> many awards. What do you want to accomplish? That is a very. Good You've question. already got the best man in Canada, not true the world, but in Canada. Yeah, because Ryan Reynolds left. No, he was married. He was married. He's already married. He's taken. Yeah. So James is a close third. And I think Drake was dating Riri when we started, so you didn't have that. Choice. And Justin Bieber's <laughs> as well. You well, know. you don't want to. He's no. American now, anyway. Um, I don't know if this is. The greatest answer, but between my schedule and your schedule, there's not a lot of in between that is true. for us and for me to think of what else there is. Um, but I do know that we go to a lot of races and you've done a lot of work with Make-A-Wish Foundation. And when you're helping kids and you're you're doing that kind of work, that's that's very rewarding to me. That's, some, that's something that's more rewarding than acting. Um, so at some point it would be wonderful to, you know, find a way to make a really big difference in that sense. Um, don't know what that is yet. Haven't had time to sit down and think about it. That's beautiful. But the thought is there. The, yeah, the motivation is there. The goal is, is there. Yeah. In your lifetime, Kelly, what is something that you want to accomplish? Whether it be career driven, whether it be personal motivation driven, whether it be family driven, what, what do you want to see happen? I want to have a great career that also is in part with a great family often a very tough balance like that's 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 a very admirable goal because especially 
with a race car. Yeah, <laughs> race car kids. driving husband. <clears throat> why is it hard with race car driver people in your life? Because we're gone a lot, bro. Because weekends yeah. are important when you have children. That is That's hard. hard. That's hard. No, but it's tough. We're the not women that make that balance are we're yeah, I don't think enough credit awesome. gets given to partners of no. of of drivers in motorsports and that's kind of what this episode is all about. Oh, well, exactly right. And so, you know, in, in the same way they try to turn this around and twist it on us and interview us, I'd like to give some credit to these two beautiful women that are in the room because because being, to be honest, as much as it may have seemed like they interrupted us, we knew it was coming. <laughs> because we check their phones and email. <laughs> we know it's happening Closely at all times. Monitored. But no, I mean, what we talked Closely about earlier monitored. in terms of the the anxiety, the emotional stress that goes along with being uh, the partner of a driver with the schedules that we have to keep. We're not home. We don't work nine to fives. We're not home weekends. We're uh, often distracted. We're all consumed by our work, which is not necessarily true of the average you know, nine to five profession. And so being the partner of someone like that can be very challenging. Can Thank it not? You. Yeah, no, it is. It's very challenging. It can also be pretty nice. I mean, it's got its is perks. It it's got it its Look, the packing and unpacking is getting a little, <laughs> a little tiresome. Now, hear packer. me out on this. If you wear the same thing every day, Thim uh, just it's a lot easier. We know so you have fourteen should I wear black black button up shirt, shirts and, khakis and eight every pairs day? of khakis. We know that. Uh huh. Yes. Do we want to do battle? Battle Royals. Round one. Fight. Alex, as someone who, and I'm going to do something I would rarely ever do, go to Thim for backup on this, Alex doesn't have an exemplary record he on Battle Royale. He's the worst. He's the worst. I've won a couple. Yeah, literally Pity literally runs. a couple. Like two. I think three. Ah, we'll look, we'll go right. back to the statisticians, but I'm not two, entirely sure. It's two or three. It's no. not a lot. So, for Battle Royale yes. with Kelly Massa and Becky oh, Dalton, we would like you to choose the category that we have to compete in to give you at least a running chance. Because listen, yeah, I'm going to call it now before he picks it. He's still going to lose. Have to buy you. Nope, I'm not. I'm not getting bribed anymore. I've, you guys have got what? It, you know, when did that stop? Right now. So, anyways, um, here's the thing. I appreciate that, James and Thim. Uh, the category for this week's battle royale is U.S. presidents, past, present. Or future. Future? Can, we, can I just say past? Can we not? Can, I'm just going to put a blanket rule. That nobody can pick Obama or Trump. Past, <laughs> past or future president. Can we say future? Future, future. All right, all right. All right. Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. He came Based on what? Choosing Abraham Lincoln because he led. Okay. The United States to a win. But you already know somebody against- can just sneak up behind him. <laughs> John Wilkes, yeah, John Wilkes Booth. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> I think that was all a conspiracy theory, anyways. <laughs> you're as, you're a Lincoln assassination <laughs> theory truther. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, anyways, Abraham Lincoln, he defeated the Confederates, and he's a goddamn American hero. What about Ulysses Grant, the, the president that followed up? He was the general that led the army against him, and he was president. Was he, was, yes. was he a president? Yes. 
Guys, I did a Google search and I said most effective U.S. president. Abraham Lincoln was first, but George Washington was second. And I'm going to go with that because that's my natural all right, all right. choice. So we have Lincoln as a choice. Mm-hmm. We have Washington. Are you guys talking about who would win in a physical fight? Yes, a physical yeah. fight. Oh, we are. Yes. So I, I find it... There's like an obvious choice nobody's gotten yet. What, Teddy? Yes! Why Teddy Roosevelt? Because he was the toughest guy there. Like, Why? Because he got shot in the chest. Because Robin Williams played him like, in Night of the no, Museum? No, he literally, this, this actually happened. He was running for a third term. He got shot Great movie, in the, by the chest. Way. Is this the video And then went me? and gave a three-hour yeah, speech. Theodore was third shot. You know what, Tim? Fake news. But I feel like on the list. I feel like Bush would just kind of rip your ear off with his teeth. Which one? Which w one? or w, George? George. W. Oh, w. All right. Would just. I mean, the guy that read the kids' his book upside down. Into your skin and he literally almost out. lost a fight against a pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So it's, it's like not my turn. That's Mama not my Mama Cass answer. versus a ham sandwich. I'm going to go with Mama Cass. No. Look. I find it weird that we're all sort of picking older presidents, minus Becky. But I mean, I think Thomas Jefferson is Thomas is, Jefferson. He was he was a founding father of the United States. Okay. He lived in a time. So was Abraham Lincoln? I'm not. That's mm. no. That's just no. something. I'm pretty sure he wasn't one of he the founding fathers. He wasn't around fathers. for the founding. No, he was a little bit after that. Uh, he was also, the 16th president. Jefferson was like the third. Oh. Just FYI. Uh, so he, you know, he was yeah. a, he was like a governor before. I think he. He yeah. was involved in a lot of the. He was he was part of like the democratic process. He was one of the one of the You're founders. You're reading of one of the off parties. your phone. He's got some. Uh, he's got some skeletons in the closet. Who doesn't from back then? How oh, fair. Who but doesn't I mean, from like, now? He's got. A- you tell me, Kennedy doesn't have skeletons in his closet? Well, touche. Touche. I'm just saying. I think Thomas Thomas Jefferson, the old lit, TJ, the old T, the the OG TJ. All right. Lived through a pretty vicious time. He came through. He wasn't the first president. He didn't just fall into it. He had to earn it. He got elected. He, you know, he, he ran stuff. He fought for democracy. He fought for his party. And I think that he could fight in a battle royale and he could win. All right. I mean, there, you guys are missing some obvious ones, but like what? Gerald Ford looks like he could. Andrew be- Jackson was insane. What uh, are you? Teddy Roosevelt. Andrew Jackson and Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, Roosevelt was going to be my choice. He's crazy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Your choice? Guys, Roosevelt, psychopath. Rip your ear. Rip your ear right off with his mouth. <laughs> his is, mouth he Mike, is he Mike Tyson? What do you... I just think he's feisty. I think you're feisty. If you feisty. look at his picture, it's like, it's, he's not going to be a standard, like, one-punch knockout. But he's going to mess with you. Here's the deal. Something weird is going to happen. You're feisty, gonna, and something weird would happen with you, but I still wouldn't pick you in a battle royale. I think Why? Thomas I Jefferson. dig my nails into you until they protruded through your skin. That's fine. I have a lot of skin <laughs> and a couple nail wounds. Is like, hey, look, Fifty Cent got shot nine times, and he's still around. Is that true? I think it's no. true. I don't think that's true. Either way, Thomas Jefferson for the win. I don't think you're getting. No, absolutely not. All right. So I, I feel like I let it be known too early who I wanted to support. So I don't think I can fairly judge this. But so we're gonna leave this to Twitter. It's got to go to Twitter. Yeah, this it's, is gonna be. So let's so do Abraham, recap. Abraham Lincoln. So, so to recap, Alexander Rossi has Abraham Lincoln, one of his stronger battle royale picks, I will say. Kelly, you had George Washington. I said George Washington because I said so. James, you had Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson, and then Becky, you said at first George W. George but you switched George that. W. Floating to, the idea. So I you want Teddy Roosevelt? Yeah, Roosevelt. Yeah. Okay, 
Kelly, so. Becky, thank you guys for coming on, yeah. taking over the show. I regret it. Are we, yeah, are we thanking them? The regrets are all around. Guys, it's been another great episode of Off Track with Hans no, and Rossi. No, no, despite no, no, no. We the fact. Yeah, no, I think they get to close. It's we been a it wonderful episode of Always Off Track with Mossipin Dalton. 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 I can't wait for you guys right. to get your own Dalton. podcast. Can we go get sushi now? Let's we go should. Go We're going to go ahead to some sushi. Thank you for joining <laughs> us. No, just shush. <laughs> We're going for some sushi. If you could vote for me on Twitter with Roosevelt, that would be great. Signing out. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Love you. This has been Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. You can stay in touch with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is AskOffTrack, or you can take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your Instagram or Snapchat story. We're also taking emails at ask at offtrackpod.com and phone calls at 317-731-2372. If we like what you have to say, we'll mention it on the next show, so you better make it pretty good. We're also individually on Twitter at at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. And if you want to, though we have no idea why you would, you can follow producer Thim at at the Tim Durham. The music you heard on this episode was written by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library. And the show is produced by Chris Boniello and Jeff Umbro of the Podglomerate, as well as Thim himself, Tim Durham. Also, Peter Vincer, Matt Monreon, and Lucy Shen at CastBox. We'd also like to thank Breakmaster Cylinder for the jingles. Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest growing and highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.